Welcome to Retro Wars, where each week me and a friend talk about the video games we used to play back when we were kids. And this is episode 39, and we're talking Gregory's Horror Show for the PlayStation 2. You're probably all thinking, what the fudge is that? Well, I was at the same feeling of you. I've never heard of this game before, it wasn't even on my radar, I hadn't have a clue what this was called, until my lovely guest, Jake McCauley, came to me and said, well, can we do, what, considering you're doing spooky games, can we do this one? And I'm not going to lie, I had an absolute blast playing this game. It's a good little game. It doesn't take too long to finish, but it's not like a big RPG, nothing like that. It's finished in a good amount of time. It's a set little story, but it gets you thinking. Like, it's weird, It's it's not... A horror game like with gory it's nothing like that it's more the characters are so basic in design you wonder how the hell is that going to scare you but it does there's a lot of jump scares and more get things get your heart racing because the panic of not being wanting to get caught it's a bit weird because i'm not describing what the game is like but i'm going to leave that for the actual show but it was a lovely little game and the box art probably thinking again how is this scary how is this even a good game but i promise you it is a good game, and I want you all to give it a go. I think me and Jake do a really good way of explaining it and actually giving it a good thing, because it was based on an anime to begin with, and the anime essentially was the same 3D graphics, and essentially they just transferred that to make the main game. So I hope you all give it a go and see what you think of it. Now, if you are new to the show... Go about 30 minutes if you want just um, Gregory Horror Show because we have our own introduction where we talk about a load of things like games, questions and news about what's been going on in the local world of gaming. Before we get into that, let's just get the, the plug out of the way. I've got to get the plugs out of the way, unfortunately. It's one of those things. If you want to support the show, you can do so in a number of ways. Wherever you're listening to, give this a five-star review. Tell me that it's the greatest show you've ever heard in the world and you can't think of listening to anything else I would really appreciate it but another way you can support us financially is over at patreon and if you go to patreon.com forward slash retro wars and for one dollar fifty australian you get access to your own show called dlc and this comes out every fortnight and as a little big thing thing here i'm going to give you a bit of a sneak peek about episode 13 which is the top 10 games that i'm looking forward to coming out At number nine, the Callisto Project. Well, yeah, this is Dead Space. Come on, let's. It's Dead Space, but reimagined. I remember when it came out, and I was speaking to Nick about this because it was it was editing, and he was like, "Oh, you know, people were moaning when this first came out and said it's just a Dead Space clone." Well, it is. They are the original developers, creators of Dead Space. So I can't see what the, what the problem is. They made it. So why don't we just go into it with a mindset that this is Dead Space Four? That way, you just don't. You don't have a problem. This is just see it as Dead Space 4. Uh, the trailers so far look absolutely fantastic. The atmosphere, similar to Dead Space, 
It is really terrifying, like shit scary, poo your pants. Like, it looks so similar. Like, the way you can fire stuff and, you know, fire limbs and stuff. It is so similar. So just see it as Dead Space 4 and you haven't got a problem. And that was our little sneak peek into episode 13 of DLC, and it's the top 10 games I'm looking forward to. And so if you go on to Patreon, they're all there, 13 episodes currently waiting for you, and they're of the varying length, but all a bunch of different topics. I'm not sure what, well, this will be it for next week as well, and then I'll come up with a new topic, and I'll try and let you all know what it's going to be. What else do you get for your money? Well, you get access to our own Discord. We build our own little community where we can just chat absolute nonsense. You get the chance to message me one-on-one. You can vote in our Patreon polls. You can take part in any of the aspects of our show of 16 Bits of Nonsense, Survive or Die, DLC, or Comment of the Game of the Week, and maybe challenge me in a bit of few gaming. If I've got the game, I might try and give you a challenge if I've got time. Now, we've also got Twitch, but that's just... I'm messing around with that. I just can't get it to work. I'm sorry. When I get that going, I will let you know what's happening. Should say if I sound a bit croaky, uh, it's early morning here and I was out last night, so I'm a little bit croaky. Not alcohol. I was on non-alcoholic beer, but I'm just very croaky because it was just a late night with everyone. So yeah. Okay, enough of me moaning about myself. Let's get into our first section, which is our letter section and we call 16 Bits of Nonsense. Sixteen bits of nonsense is where you could write in basically about anything, gaming, films, comic, whatever, and I will do my best to answer. And as always, our regular Captain N gets in touch and he says, Danny, after listening to the Retro Hangover, available Sundays around 2pm Eastern Standard Time US, and discussing with co-host Chris Copling on Twitch before watching him at twitch.tv slash retro hangover, Sundays at 9pm Eastern Time US. Right, that is not becoming a thing. We are not plugging... (laughs) fucking retro hangover on every freaking show it is not becoming a thing like Miz and his tiny balls it's not becoming a thing I do love Chris dickheads you're all dickheads everyone on my Patreon seems to be ganging up on me bastards all right back to the question I have to ask this question yes you do instead of plugging what is your favorite boss battle theme song of all time on any system there is a right answer, by the way. Anyways, love the show, and if I had a platform that gathered viewers, I'd plug your show any day. Well, I do appreciate you, Captain, and as always, thank you very much. Okay, so I had to think long and hard about this, and I know why Captain N's got this idea, because on the Retro Hangover, now I'm plugging it, they had an episode where they were going through their favourite boss battle themes. Now, I'm not going to reveal what the number ones were, because that's not fair. You've got to go listen to it. But I can easily go with... Songs like Dancing Mad from Final Fantasy VI or the incredible, beautiful One-Winged Angel from Final Fantasy VII, which is just perfection in my eyes. Just absolute perfection. But I thought I'd just go through some of the games I've played and try to think which one had the most impact on me. And I'm going to go with this one. This is the Sealed Vessel song from Hollow Knight. And like, I love boss themes in music. It can absolutely bring emotions that are just you know, weren't thought possible. And they can make or break a game. They really can. If you've got the music, which is just spot on, it will enhance your gameplay to the next level. 
And the seal vessel from Hollow Knight got that absolutely right. Like, you were fighting what could have been you. It's another vessel. It's another spirit. You could have been this final boss. But what made it really good... That you can listen to the track on YouTube, and it is an epic, unbelievably epic song. But what's amazing about it is when you start getting to the point where you're about to beat the vessel, uh, or the Hollow Knight, when you're about to beat him, and... The music starts to build. It's like the game knows, okay, it's coming in, and it managed to, it like basically cuts to that final part of the game, of the part part of the music. I was like, how the fuck has it done that? And so when you actually beat the final boss, and it's actually coming to its end, it's not like it, with most boss songs where it just basically get carries on and goes, okay, you finished there, that's it. No, this actually builds it up and it's that final point. So everyone will watch, listen to the same ending of the song. And it's absolutely incredible. Like I was on a train at this point when I was finished Hollow Knight for the first time. And thank God it was like my stop wasn't coming for a while because I was so engrossed. Like full volume in my headphones, everything. I was just looking like Jesus. Like this was the only thing that mattered to me at this point. Like when it finished, I just looked around and went, wow. Holy shit, I played this on a train. I was so engrossed. Like, if I my stop had come, nah, missed it. I would have missed it on purpose because I was not missing the end of that game. So, for, for me, it's the sealed vessel from Hollow Knight. Thank you very much for that question, Captain. That was a good one. It made me think for a bit, but I'm glad I thought I got the right answer. Although, I'm interested to know what you think is the right answer. And that's the great thing about gaming. Everyone's going to have different answers, aren't they? No true answer. Everyone has their own opinion. It's great. And that was our letter section. So as I said, if you've got any questions, come over at Patreon, post them, and I will do my best to answer them. But now we are going to go to our new section, which I call Patch 39.0. So, patch 39.0 is our news up- update. Our news. Blah, 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 blah. It's so early in the morning, I can't even get my words out of the mouth. Okay, so this is our news section. We basically look at what happened in video games. Now, I know last week I just covered what was going on with the whole Bayonetta 3 situation, and I've got an update to that. So, really, this is going to be quite a bit of gaming news because I said it didn't cover what happened last week. So, let's just dive in for an update on the Helena Taylor situation. I'm not going to be going the whole way on this, but there is just an update. So, um, Helena basically, if you didn't write, let's just summarize this. If you didn't, basically didn't know what happened, Helena Taylor was the original voice actor for Bayonetta, and she came out just before the game's released and basically said that the company had paid her $4,000 to voice the whole game, and that's ridiculous. We should all boycott it. But other sources say that she was basically paid between fifteen to 20000 for the whole game, but she rejected it and wanted $100,000. Boom, there we go. That's basically it in a nutshell. So Helena Taylor came out on a new Twitter thread, and she did then admit she was initially offered $10,000 total to play Bayonetta in the third game and deemed this too low, wrote writing a letter, which she originally said she did. And she quoted, I thought that as a creative, he would understand. He replied saying how much he valued my contributions to the game and how much the fans wanted me to voice the game, she said, adding that Platinum Games offered her an additional $5,000 for a total of $15,000. She then goes on to say, so I declined to voice the game. I heard nothing from them from 11 months. Then they offered me a flat fee to voice some lines for $4,000. Okay, let's just... 
break this down. So basically, she is admitting that she was paid ten to fifteen thousand dollars, and then yes, then she was paid four thousand dollars. However, she's arguing that I never lied. I never said that was thing. I, I basically was, you know, I, the, all the facts are correct. The problem is it, they're not. If you look at her original messages, she made no reference to the ten to fifteen thousand. She made no reference to that four thousand dollars that she was offered was only to voice a few lines. And I'm sorry, that is lying by omission. That's appalling, because what she's really done is wrecked her own career, and it's poisoned the well. For all video actors, all voice actors, it's wrecked them. So I'm sorry. I'm not going to go over 200 because my own opinions were said last week. But you've poisoned the well and you know. And I'm so glad that Bayonetta 3 is doing really well. It's doing absolutely got reviewed great. Its sales are fantastic. I hope it does really well. For all those involved, I hope it does fantastically. And that is really all I'm going to say on the matter because I think I said everything I wanted to last week. So what else has been happening? Mario Party and Mario Party 2 are coming to the Switch in November 2nd. We did know this was coming. Um, good to see. I think Mario Party games are great. Just make sure when you're playing the original, get your palms ready because they're going to be fucked. For those of you who do not know what I'm on about, you will find out when you play the original Mario Party, your hands will be dead. Because I had so many injuries from playing the original Mario Party. And when we cover that one day on the show, I will discuss why. It's a joke. Another game I've been talking about, it's actually on my games I've been really looking forward to, is the Callisto Protocol. Now apparently it's been cancelled in Japan. Now this is due to censorship. Now Japan have a very, very... They're very, very particular when it comes to live-action horror. Um, there was an incident where someone was beheaded, and I think although anime does go nuts, like some of the animation I've seen, some animes, it's absolutely incredible, like the stuff they allow, but when it comes to live-action, they're very, very particular. And apparently there's elements of the game they, they, want to, they wanted censored, and the game developers were like, no, because that takes away from the original vision of the game. And so, yeah, it's not being released in Japan. And everyone's been getting their pre-orders returned. Now, they've not actually said what it is, what elements have been banned. But this game, from their own research, took... They went to essentially car crash victims and saw like how the limbs had, had moved in those instances to take research. So maybe it was the fact that there was elements of that. It became too close to the bone. But Japan went, mm, nah, not for us. But a bit of a shame. I don't know if you'll be able to get it imported so those people from Japan can play the game. I just, I don't know. Um, so I, I said, I'm looking forward to it because that just means it's going to be horrifically gory. Um, wait and see what it's going to look like. It's not long. It comes out very soon. Talking about things that are gory, we're going, we're just going to carry on this thread for a while. I don't know if anyone had seen it, Silent Hill. Yes, we all saw Silent Hill as coming out. They're going to make a remake. Now, I'm not interested in a lot of the other stuff that was come up. I'm only interested in the Silent 2 remake. Like, I've never played Silent Hill 2. I will do at some point. And it looks great. It looks absolutely great. The trailer looked really good. It looks creepy. Now, it's very different from Resident Evil, because whereas Resident Evil is very gung-ho, more action-based, this is more like psychological, like things mess with your head. So I'm looking forward to playing the remake. And if you've... Spoiler, quick spoiler. If you, <laughs> with Resident Evil, with him, Silent Hill 2, it was all the dog. It was all the dog. And it made me think, hang on, if we're getting Silent Hill games 
can we have Castlevania games now? Is that a possibility? Like, imagine if they remake Symphony of the Night. Holy shit, people would lose their mind. I just, can we just have more, you know, if you're going to make Silent Hill, someone take Castlevania. Someone, someone take Mystical Ninja. Going on, take that series. Gives me hope. If I, are we going to get more Metal Gear series, Metal Gear games? Gives me hope. Because when you see these things happening, oh, please, the future of gaming will be so much brighter. Although, talking about things that aren't bright, it's very dark. It's Resident Evil 4. Now, yes, we saw the first real gameplay when they showed off the village. And it looks absolutely incredible. I knew it was going to be good. Like, they didn't need to remake this game. There was no need to remake Resident Evil 4. But they did. And holy shit. I, just watching the initial bits, everything just looks good from the way that Leon uses his gun. They've got elements of Resident Evil 2 Remake and 3 Remake about using defensive weapons or throws. The The villagers look like they've actually got better AI, so they don't actively get in each other's way. You can set a cow on fire, which I didn't agree with. I thought that was quite cruel. But it just looks so good there's going to be story element changes as well which is great so it's not just going to be a straight remake and there will be some changes which is great because that means people who haven't played the game before sorry who have played the game and know it backwards aren't just going to blitz for it because it'll be like a whole new experience which i reckon they'll be happy about i think it'll be great can't wait you saw some of the characters who have had their, obviously they, the models look really good and developed but the great thing is you saw our guy what you buying? What you buying? And he looked great. Imagine if he wasn't in the game. Imagine if he and that look that he was like, "What you buying, sir?" Fuck, people would lose their mind. What people did lose their mind about though, one of the trailers, though in the original Resident Evil Four, there was a dog you could save from a bear trap, and if you save the dog, he would help you find gems and help you in a boss. But this dog now is—he's dead. I was like, they killed the dog. I don't know if you can save it because that dog looks like it's been there for a while. People lost it. I know we've been talking about Helena Taylor boycott Bayonetta 3. Maybe we should fucking boycott this game. Boycott Resident Evil 4 Remake unless they fix the dog. I want my best boy with me. And he is a best boy. He could be considered one of the best doggies ever because he's willing to put his life on the line against things that want to eat him and he's still there Boycott this game until Capcom fix that shit. I'll be very disappointed in you, Capcom, if you don't put the best boy in. Yeah, that's my boycott. And I'll still buy the game. Right, two more stories. Two more stories before we go forward. Um, we saw Final Fantasy 16 had another trailer. It was more of a story trailer this time. It was less about gameplay. It looks very Game of Thronesy. That's the best way of saying it. Very Game of Thronesy. And it looks about this five nations. It's like, holy shit, there's going to be so many moving pieces. And in this game, we all knew that characters had their own summon. So your main character looks like it's going to be Ifrift. And it looks like it's about these five nations and having control of their summons, or as they call them, icons in this game. So that's very Game of Thronesy, but also has a bit of a mix of Attack on Titan, where each where the two nations have their own titans. It screams that. Now, we saw a little bit of the gameplay later on, but it wasn't too much. And I still 
can't wait to see an actual live gameplay of the game as we've just seen with Resident Evil 4. That's the thing that's going to make me get really excited is to see that. And then we're getting it next year, next summer. Great. But I want to start seeing some actual gameplay. But, you know, as long as it doesn't get leaked and it's released at their pace, I'm very happy about. And finally, when we're talking about leaks, yes, it's Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. I will talk about this all the time because, we all know, I'm a big Pokemon fan. Still no Pokedex has been released. Great. It means the Yakuza are definitely working and they're doing a great job. And... I, it's like less than, we're in November now, no, no, we're in October, we are in October, I, it's my clock, it's weird, um, we are still in October, the game's out in a few weeks, and still they've not released the Pokedex, which I'm so happy about, like, I want, I want Nintendo and Game Freak to release the ultimate evolutions, or the final evolutions on their terms, not on anyone else's terms, so I'm so happy, we got a new doggo got released called Graveyard, he looks so cool! He's like a little big shaggy puppy with a candle on his head. But you can't spend too much time with him because he takes your life energy. Poor little boy. Like, I love Doggy Mons. I think they're absolutely great. And the game is looking fantastic. One thing that did get released is there's going to be 18 badges, which is great. That means there's one for each type, which possibly means there's 18 gym leaders. Awesome. Awesome. And the biggest development, which I think is, is the finally Pokemon have got it, is trainers no longer fight you when you just walk past them, which makes so much sense. I've been saying this for years. Like, can't you just say no? Finally, you can. The trainers will basically eye you up, but you have to go to them if you want to fight them, which makes so much sense. You'll still have to do it because you're going to need to grind and you get more experience when you fight trainers. But the fact that you can just walk past them, great. It's great for people who want to do speedruns on this thing. It'll be absolutely awesome. So I think that's a great change Pokemon are doing. Well, well done. Right, that's the news for now. Now let's go to our little game called Stick It Up Your Jinjo. Uh -huh. Stick it up your Jinjo is where basically you can talk about your gaming achievements with it or gaming frustration. So maybe you've finished a game, you've 100%ed everything, you've got time trials, or something's happened and you just can't be a boss and you're really, really pissed off and you need somewhere to rant. This is for everyone. It is not a Patreon exclusive show. I can let this, let everyone have a go at this one. But I really, what you can do, you can post at Retro Wars UK at Twitter and then just, you know, give me some episodes. Give me some episodes. Give me some evidence. Give me something. Tell me a story. Let me know what happened. And for the first time, we well, more than first time, we've got some shit because I went over to Facebook and I kind of cheated. But I did get some responses and I'm going to go through them. So let's go through them because there is quite a few. Ryan McQuinn says, I hacked Streets of Rage 2 inside out. I even created a tool to help other people make a ROM hack of their own. Coupled with Pancake 2 by G-Saurus, you can basically make a new game. You get claps for that. Awesome. I'd like to hear that. Streets of Rage 2 is one of my favourite games of all time. And if I could make my own version, it would be chaos. So well done, Ryan. I think that is an absolute great achievement. Because I imagine people who like retro games will love Streets of Rage. And if they get to play that, their own imagine making your own version of that. 
God, I'd make it the hardest thing for me possible, as if it wasn't hard enough already. Oh, well done, sir. Nick Campbell says, I got platinum on Spider-Man for PS4. Well done. I, getting a platinum on any game is a good effort, so yeah, good effort. Like, I still need to play Spider-Man. I've got it, and I've played the first, but it's incredible. Again, it's just giving myself the time to do that. One day, I'm going to go from my backlog and just tell you how all scary it is, because I look at that drawer and it goes, Ugh! just frightens me when I see it. Supergirl Angel says, I've not exactly achieved anything this week, but I did decorate a bit of my Animal Crossing Island. Well, how did you decorate it? How did you decorate it? Did you put a nice picture frame on it? I'm going to be more critical of you, Supergirl Angel. I need to see evidence of your decoration. Did you just, like, put a little beach towel down there? I, I, I'm not going to be playing Animal Crossing. It ain't my sort of game. Brie Larson plays it, so that's enough for me. No, if Brie Larson plays that game, fuck that shit. I won't go anywhere near it. But I want to see your decorations. Was it good decorating? Is it even a good game? People will go absolutely crazy for Animal Crossing. I just, I just, not for me. Connor Turner says, my snares stopped working. And I read that and it hurt. So can we just give a moment of silence for Connor and his snares? My thoughts and prayers are with you in this time. Having a console die is one of the most painful things. I didn't even know SNESs could die. I thought they just kept living. I thought this was only an Xbox thing. But no, it's happened to you, sir. I wish you all the best in your time of mourning. I hopefully you, know, you can get through it and maybe find another Super Nintendo to go forward with. Stephen J. Walker says, I got OPL working on PS2. I didn't know what that was at first. I had no idea. I had to Google it. It's a homebrew. Well done. I didn't know that could even work. Not that I would find a PS2 to homebrew. I would maybe find a PC to do other stuff so I could do other stuff, which I'd probably get in trouble for. I'm not saying what the other stuff is, officially, but I do other stuff of other stuff. But well done you, Stephen, for managing to get anything on a PS2 working. Christ, I haven't seen a PS2 for so long. I really want to get hold of one. Matthew Watkins says, I finished the Resident Evil 2 remake. You get a clap because I want to play that. Um, I still, it's still sealed. I know people are going to be fucking hell. Why haven't you played that? I know I'm going to love that game. I know. I just need the time. Just need the time to play it, and I will play it. Oh, and Dawn Garrett Rice says the last few glider races in Lego DC Supervillains. I'm like 97% done, except for those glider races. Well, I hope you do it. When you do it, let me know, and I will give you a bigger shout out, and I will give you a clap. I will give you five claps if you can get that done, done, and get back to me. So there we go. Actually, I'll say I wanted my stick it up with ginger. I've got my own, and that's simply I'm. It's a frustration that I see video games and I must buy them. I've just mentioned my backlog is like ridiculous, and yet lo and behold, I walk past Xenoblade Chronicles Three. I walk past Mario and I buy them, and I go, "You dick! Why have you done that? You fool!" I've still got Xenoblade 1, Chronicles, Chronicles 1, and 2. So why did I buy 3? Shit. Shit. That's why we need Patreon people to survive my gaming addiction. That's what we need it for. Fuck me. Oh, I'm such a horrible human being. Okay, thank you very much for everyone who put in there. Really good, and hopefully we're going to have more for Sticky Dooby Ginger, which is great. And now for our another Patreon-exclusive show, our little game called Survive or Die.
Survive or Die is where we look at two things. It could be games, it could be franchises, it could be characters. And basically, they're both tied up. And you've got Negan in front of them. One of them's going to get their brain smashed in. And one of them's going to survive. And you need to ask that question. Which one is surviving? And which one is dying? Now... Considering this is a reach, I know it's going to be a reach. Considering we're talking about Gregory's Horror Show, which is based from an anime, I went, well, what two anime films can I put forward? Again, it's a reach. I know. You're going to, the contenders are a reach. So I went with the Street Fighter 2 animated film versus Fatal Fury 2 animated film. Holy shit. Yeah, there's a difference here. I've got two answers here. I'll give you the right answer shortly. Raging Demon says, The Street Fighter 2 animated motion picture is excellent. So true to the source material. Great fighting scenes, slapping music, and it's inspired and it inspired Street Fighter Alpha, so it survives. Did it? Did it survive? Did it uh, inspire Street Fighter Alpha? Really? No. I don't think the film did. He's gonna, someone's gonna say, yeah, he did, yeah, he didn't lie, exactly, he didn't manage to do so, I don't fucking know, I don't think he did. Chris Copleen says, as someone who didn't even know what Fatal Fury even was, until the late 90s, by the way of King of Fighters no less, there's no way in hell I'd let it survive when up against anything related to Street Fighter 2. I can't even remember the Fatal Fury anime, but I don't think anyone who has watched the Street Fighter 2 movie can forget the Vega Chun-Li fight. It's far from perfect, but still a classic. And I am with both of you. Yes, I am letting Street Fighter 2 survive, and I'm letting Fatal Fury 2 get its brain smashed in. I've seen both. Street Fighter 2 animated film is absolutely incredible. It is awesome. Everything is great about that film. Yes, the Vega Chun-Li fight is one of the best fights in um, all of anime. I just think it's really good just because of how it's all set up. The brutality of it all. Great. I'm not talking about the shower scene. I'm not a pervert. I'm just talking about the fight between Vega and Chun-Li. Really, really good. The thing with Fatal Fury 2, I've seen it. And I am going to be doing a review on this on Patreon. Just because it's so shit. It's good. I've managed to get Chris and um, Jake to basically agree. We're all going to watch it. And then we're going to talk about it frame on frame. It's so shit. It's good. That's the best way I can say about it. But there's no way, even being so shit, it's good. It's going to go to Street Fighter 2 animated films. One of the best gaming films out there for sure. So that is it. So let's, let's, we're going to get into it soon. So what have I been up to? Well, nothing much really. I'm still training. I'm still, I just said I bought Mario and Xenoblade. I can bought Mario. I, I, I never played the previous Rabbids game. I just went and bought this one because the reviews look good. Fuck, I'm a fickle bastard. It really has. And what have I been playing? Well, I've been playing Triangle Strategy. And as of this, I'll be playing the Bouncer on the PS2 soon to prepare for another podcast coming up. And that's about it, really. Not much really going on. So, thoughts on my current game. We're going to be getting into this very shortly. And as I said at the top of the show, the Gregory Horror Show, something that wasn't on my radar to begin with. Um, but then I did play it and had a really good time with it. It's a very different sort of horror game. You probably look at it and you go, what the fuck? This is not a scary game. Trust me. Give it a go. Get into about the third night, and then you'll start to really get the fear factor about the game and what, we are, what we're on about. But I had a really good time, and I do thank Jake for doing this. It's really good. I'm glad he did. So let's just get into it. Let's play some music. And when we come back, me and Mr. Jake McCauley are going to be talking about the Gregory Horror Show, which released on the PlayStation 2 on December the 15th, 2003. Fuck me, I'm old.
Returning once more to the show is our good friend, as always, Mr. Jake McCauley. How are you, sir? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Uh, feeling a lot, lot better, a lot more energy. You've done quite well, eh? Because normally a lot of guests, they've got their episodes backlogged. But you've been like, you were here two weeks ago and you're back, you know, you're here back again because you just produce all the scary games. Because I was thinking, well, we haven't got much time left to get an extra game fit in for October. So I was like, this is the perfect game to do it because it's nice and short and sweet. Sure. Short and sweet is a word, but short and sweet and panicking is a different one because it is. It's a little... It's a weird little game, isn't it? Because we're talking about Gregory's horror show, and it is—it's a weird one. That's probably the best way of putting it, isn't it? Yeah, it's—it's—you wouldn't even think this game was Capcom. No, you'd have no idea. Apart from the only thing that makes this thing Capcom is the Resident Evil herbs. That's the only thing. And the doors, yeah, like when you go through the doors, it's got the like the like the That's Resident the Evil only- one. The only thing you think this is Resident Evil, this is Capcom. Apart from that, you'd have no idea. And like the music, actually, you know, the one thing because we've just gone from Onimusha to this. <clears throat> the uh, I was one thing I was noticing is the music is very similar to Onimusha. Is like it? The uh, not the not the kind of the sound like the melodies and stuff. Well, I was too busy like killing stuff Sitting or your, running away. <laughs> <in your> pants. <laughs> yeah. So I wasn't really like, oh, the music. I wasn't in that sort of mind frame at the time. Um, noticing the music, it was just more panic. Playing the, I, I, I've got to be honest, this game, out of all the ones we've done for horror, horror month, this is definitely the one that got the most fear out of me, which is ridiculous considering the art style. Maybe we should explain what this uh, game is. You want to go into the... Yeah, it's probably the best, isn't it? Because we're just rambling. Okay, so Gregory's Horror House, Horror Show. I always think Horror House is Horror Show. So basically... Yeah. The animation itself, all the characters are like paper craft, like box art. It's weird. Imagine like they're made out of paper and they're all boxy. And your character stumbles across a hotel in the middle of the night and they check in and basically get told you ain't going anywhere. You've got to stay here. A hotel or so they think. Or so they think. (laughs) And you basically go to sleep and you meet basically death who will get on to death in a minute and he basically tells you that oh no there's it no you meet nico zombie nico zombie your next door neighbor no, no, basically... no, no. you meet gregory first oh you meet gregory yeah, you meet, meet weird, yeah. weird ass gregory but gregory's a mouse and he basically <laughs> tell yeah he's a fucked up it sound like gonna sound like an insane person explaining this game to someone who doesn't know what it is yeah it's men- mental so you meet this mouse and he basically tells you this is the this is where your room is, and he's a creepy little bastard. And he, he basically next door to you is a is it a dog or a cat? It's a cat, yeah. A cat called Nico yeah. Zombie, who basically, after you help Nico Zombie, informs you that Gregory wants to keep you here for the rest of time. Um, and eventually you go to sleep and you meet death. And death basically tells you if you collect a bunch of souls from all the housemate or all the residents, I will let you go. I will tell you how to get out. And then basically each time you leave the room, the whole point is to basically go find the hotel guests and find their souls that they've got hidden with them and bring them back to death. That's essentially the basic plot, right? But there's a lot to this that we have to go through. I think I've summed it up quite well but there's a lot well, yeah. more, it's a lot more fucked up than it sounds. 
and there's depth as well. Like, because we'll, maybe we'll save, because we might as well spoil the game. So if anyone's uh, going to play this, you know, at the end, we'll probably talk about the ending because I've never seen the ending till I played it this time. Yeah, until um, we got through it. Yeah, because um, obviously you'd never heard of this game. So I introduced no, this game never. to yeah, to you. And um, basically, I found this game when I was like, I think I was like 12 when this came out, 13. And um, th- we can get a bit boomery here as well because um, can. Back, in, yeah, back in the day, some of you, your viewers probably old like us <laughs> will remember when you used to be able to rent games. Oh, the days, the dream. You can rent games. Did you ever used to like rent from like Blockbuster or? Oh, I had um, I had one about a 15 minute walk away. It wasn't Blockbuster. It was like a local village one. I can't remember what it's called, though. It's great. Yeah. When, when I lived in London, because when I used to live in London, it was good. We used, to, I, we used to always remember, you know, going to block, we used to go to Blockbuster and I'd rent a game and it was like £1.50 for the weekend or something yes. or a quid. And you could, I used to just try so many weird games. But this was a bit later. So this was past, but actually Blockbuster was probably shutting down at this point. Yeah, it would have been. But, but literally, the renting was so prevalent back then, even in this tiny town that I live in, that the the uh, petrol station next to my house, right? It's still there, the same petrol station, right? They uh, used to rent games out from the petrol station. That's awesome. That's yeah, so and, um, retro, I, I used to rent this game. I just saw this game on the shelf one day, and I, because I was such a big Capcom nerd, I saw you know the logo on the, the box. I was like, Capcom? I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, and, you would. Yeah, and I just rent, I rented it. And I, and me and my friend Tom, my best friend from childhood, we played it together. And it is, we, we were just like, what the hell is this game? And it's like, it looks cute, but it's horrifying. It, and it's like, it's horrifying. Yeah. And it's based on a, um, a, an anime, I think, which yes. I can never, yeah, I've never been able to find it. I've tried to watch it before, but I've just never been able to it's find on YouTube. it anyway. The, the anime oh, is on YouTube. Is on- it's on YouTube because it's a, it's four seasons and it's like ah. two minute episodes. It is on YouTube and essentially the art style is exactly the same. And they got a lot of the voice actors from the anime to come back to this. Uh, but I need to watch that finally. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I rented it from there. And then uh, I kept renting it because it's the thing is like about this game. It's like it has the, you know, like 90s point and click games. Yeah. It has that kind of moon logic to it because, like, we've obviously we've looked stuff up if we got stuck, but like back then you wouldn't be able to look this up. And this game is basically impossible <laughs> without knowing what you have to do. Sometimes some bits, yeah, a hundred. We'll talk about that later, but yeah. And uh, basically, I kept renting this like every week, and then eventually they stopped uh, renting stuff out, and they were just selling what they had left. And this game was going for like twenty quid. So I like begged my mom to buy it for me, and I still it's I only have about two games from my childhood because I sold everything when I was a teenager because I needed drinking money because <laughs> I was an idiot. I sold all my box sense score games. I had everything, everything in the box: Majora's Mask, Pokemon Stadium One, Two. Jeez. Go for hundreds now, and I sold them all for like drink and Guitar Hero. I think I remember we traded all, all my N64 shit for Guitar Hero. <laughs> so Fair enough. Play it. But yeah. Um, and then I bought it from there. And then, yeah, but this was also a budget release, which is interesting because it came out at like 20 quid or 30, maybe. 20, and how 30 much it's worth now? About 100 now. Because it is. That's what I, because, yeah, because I was looking it up because um, I just wanted to know how much it was worth now because I was like, I got it for like, you know, 20 quid and it came out. It's worth about 100 quid. Yeah. Ridiculous. I, I didn't play a disc version of this. Let's just put it like that. I did not play uh, a yeah. disc version. It's one of those games I'll never sell because, yeah, it's like my childhood version. But yeah. Yeah, but it's you, a weird one, isn't it? Because you play it and it doesn't. It doesn't scream Capcom at all. It, you, and it, 
It also doesn't play like anything else that I've no. ever played. Really. To the, the... Completely unique. But maybe we should keep going. So basically, after you, oh, well, before we get into it, we have to talk about death. Yeah. So you get, <laughs> I love him. You get hey, into I'm bed. walking here. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like proper Brooklyn, proper Brooklyn character with a Swedish hat on his head. And he comes in and he's like, later. I think he's like, sounds like Brooklyn Jamaican. He's like, rest it's your weird. head. He's hey, great. buddy. Yeah. What you doing, buddy? You got them souls. He's the, the awesome. voice. The voice acting is it's like part of the everything is like charming in this game. Just everything. It's like, do you know what? The, the art the, style, the voice acting. The funny thing is, considering when this is airing, I'm ranting about the whole Bayonetta thing at the weekend. Then, oh, yeah, Castlevania <laughs> episode. But the voice acting in this in games, this is spot on. I think they've got the voice acting really well done here. Oh, there's some there's some voice acting we're going to talk about later, but maybe not yet. You know what we're going to do? We're going to, we're going to both do it because we both said it, so we'll yeah, save we... that. But yeah, so basically, after you talk to Death, and he says you have to get, you have to steal the souls of all the people in the hotel, you know, and you've got a bunch of different guests you have to get, and then you go talk to Neko Zombie, like you said, and Neko Zombie sort of fills you in on the the game. Yeah, gives you the tips and basically tells you. Right, so go outside my room and I want you to find out what my weakness is. Now, what you can do is really good about this. You can basically go outside because every guest has their own hotel room, which is as you'd expect. And you go out into the corridor and you can peek. I don't know what I don't know why I'm actually I, you you can't see me off camera, anyone watching. Jake can see me. I've literally just yeah. gone to my microphone as if like I'm peeking. I <laughs> don't know why. <laughs> um, um peeking basically peek it's realism, realism. Yeah. 101 you it's go like girly driving syndrome you know when, oh, when women is. play driving games and they it steer is. the controller <laughs> my mother-in-law playing mario kart yep um you basically <laughs> peek through the keyhole and when you go to like a separate screen and you can basically watch the character and that's how you find out all these weaknesses and all these bits of information and nico zombie goes that my favorite food is chocolate so you go back in and then um, nico zombie asks you what's my favorite food and you have a list of options and you say chocolate, and you say, that's it, you've done it, here's my soul. So that's how Nika Zombie's actually actively trying to help you. So that's just an example. But then the rest of the game, you've got to go after everyone and try and find out their weakness, and then basically implement that. Sounds easy enough, right? It ain't. In, in theory, yeah. <laughs> in, in theory, it 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 starts off, because the, the third, it's broken up in nights. There's four nights, and you've got to get three three souls per night and the game basically becomes harder and harder as you go on so the first the first guest you've got to get you get nico zombie then you've got to get catherine who is fuck oh yeah we need yeah we we go we'll we'll go day by day catherine is this lizard pink lizard female lizard who wears a nurse's costume and walks around with a huge um syringe and matron (laughs) <laughs> yeah she's a horny horny pink yeah. lizard <laughs> it's a kid right like in context this game is like tech well this cartoon was a japanese it was cartoon right like for kids yeah yeah and it's like you've got this pink lizard nurse that's trying to stab you with a needle and she gets off on taking your blood she's like oh i love it when i take your blood it's like all sexualized it's yeah like, it's so sexualized 
I was about to, that's the juxtaposition of this game, which is what I love about it, because it's got this beautiful, cute little papercraft art style, and it is so dark and disturbing. Like, like when oh, maybe I won't, we won't get. I'll let you continue with your. Uh, well, in uh, in the second night, when, we'll talk about it, yeah. when she's pissed off, you actually see Catherine like get off stabbing a bed, and yeah. she's like proper getting off on it. I was with their needles, like Jesus Christ, this is a kids' game, as she said. It's yeah. weird. So and what happens? Oh, wait, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll talk about it in the horror shows. We'll talk about that in a minute. So basically, all the guests are great to you. They're all fine to you until you get their souls. So with Catherine, basically, this is just an example. You find out um, from um, Gregory's little... So this is how they introduce new oh, mechanics. Yeah. Gregory's um, grandson, another little mouse called James, is being a little shit. And <laughs> he drops a banana skin. And you basically find out that Catherine is weak to slipping over banana skin. So you have to l- put that on the floor. She'll slip over it. And when she slips over it, you take her soul. So that's yeah. one of the things that you have to do. And each guest has their own different variation, different way. Like for some characters, they might collapse in certain rooms or they might be watching the football and you have to sneak yeah. in and get the soul. So that that's how this game works. But how it starts ramping up, there's various ways the game starts ramping up. There's, there's James the little grandson, he's a little dick because yeah. he, he follows he you around. Yeah, He just follows you around. He won't hurt you, but what he does, he follows you around and he basically won't let you do any peeking. And if you don't, if you try, he'll be like dead and that noisy and make it obvious that you're there. So the other guests will know that you're peeking um, and he gives you away your location. But once the main threat in this game is once you take somebody's souls, they become very hostile to you. And what I mean by hostile is they will start chasing you and they go, at, depending on who it is, they will go at some rates to get you. And you can only basically get to your own bedroom or run away, like actually get a distance to be safe. But if they catch you, they introduce you to a horror show. And that's the whole point of this thing. Yeah, hence the name, yeah. Hence the name. And there's various things they do. So um, Catherine will stab you with her needle and drain loads of blood. And it's like, <laughs> that was quite graphic. Um, Cactus Jack will shoot you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like, I didn't think it would hit anybody. <laughs> yeah. He's like a couch. Well, we'll get into it. But yeah. We'll get into all the characters, but that's what they do. But how it works and you say, okay, they're just going to shoot and, you know, how, how does that impact anything? Well, it impacts in two ways. You have a health meter in the top left, and basically that's slowly going down, and that indicates when it goes safe, let's say from 100 to zero, when it goes from to zero, you're basically going insane, and that's game over. So you've got to keep your mental stability up, so either yeah. by going to sleep, reading books, or having herbs, the, the, t- the typical Resident Evil thing. And yeah. if you get introduced to a horror show, then you'll get a status condition, and they vary dramatically. Um, so one of them are like, I can't remember what each one does, but there's ones where the room everything gets really dark, your vision's affected. There's ones yeah. where noises like lightning will make your health go down faster. There's ones where you can't run. Um, yeah, there's oh, so the there's loads of different things to make this game hard. Now, eventually, 
you know, when you start off, none of the guests are hostile to you. But you can imagine by the end of day one and you're on day two, you've got three new guests and you've got at least one character who is now after you to try and get you. And then by day three, you've got another three characters who are after you. Another day four. And it, it builds and builds and builds. And eventually you've got a whole hotel who are after you. And you're yeah. trying to sneak. You have to really sneak around and like dive plan. in rooms, dive in cupboards. That's what, yeah, that's what we were um Oh, you, what you didn't go over was the fact that when you get chased, it is fucking horrifying. Mm. Like mm. it's so nerve wracking. Plus, also one thing I was going to mention. I don't know if this is a thing for you, but um, you know the camera controls. Oh, is, shit. is that ba- is that backwards to you? And no, you no, it's, it's, it's back. No, it's inverted for me. Yeah. It's inverted, and I ha- I don't do inverted. I hate it. I, and you can't change it. And so when I'm trying to run away, I can't control the camera properly because it's the wrong way around for me. Oh, it might I'm be inverted. It might be inverted for me, but I like inverted. Like up is down, down is up. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it, mine was inverted for some reason. I don't know why. Maybe you played the American version. I played the Europe version or something. Well, I know I changed it on my emulator. Oh, I couldn't change it on mine. Nah, it wouldn't let me do it. You've got a terrible. What emulator do you use? PS6. The X that's why I used. But I'm using it through RetroArch for the. Oh, that's uh, your fault. Then. Yeah. That's your fault. Yeah, yeah. Because I got no save state. So, but anyway, yeah. But when you get chased, it is. It's like it is actually legitimately gets your heart pumping because it has that noise when they're yeah. about to catch. Like if you walk past the guest who's hostile towards you, you get that. Like while they're looking for you, and then when they find you, it's like. The music ramps up. Yeah. And like they like Catherine, she's faster than you. No, Catherine's not. Catherine's Sometimes. Not. I've had it where she like sprints on, on you. Cactus Jack is definitely faster than you. I think it's, I think they just sort of vary it, I guess. But yeah, like it's it, horrifying. And like sometimes you can't get away from it unless you get like a screen away or you go into the back into your, your room. And it's like when you're trying to do stuff, it's like you're on a time limit. Yeah. Because your health is always going down. So you always have to find healing items. And like yeah. later you can get to a spot where they grow back. But the, the green herbs but like, if you want to do anything it's really you have to plan like if you play this game and you didn't know there's a map it is really hard because that like it, there's maps hidden like we didn't mention it but every night so what happens is every time you every night is a new free guest so what you know once you get the free souls you go to the next night and then three more guests come in but also different parts of the hotel open up so it starts off yeah. with just one floor and you can't go upstairs and then the second night they open the upstairs and there's like a bar and then, then they open the basement, which is like <laughs> full of stuff. Yeah. Which, yeah. But it also just, Oh, one thing before we forget, like we're talking about the cute style and it being horrifying. Like the first person you meet Neko zombie, the cat, he, his eyes, mouth and ears and everything is sewn shut. Yeah. How grim is and that? And like, even the voice actress who's voicing them, it's like kind of talking in a way that feels like their mouth's kind of half, sh- yeah, half, you know, like half shot. It's so grim, but it's like cute. But it creeps you out because the um, you go talk to Gregory, and obviously Gregory and his mum are the ones like because it starts getting into a sort of uh, Bates Motel kind of feeling. Yeah, when I yeah, first yeah. played it, I thought he was going to be his mum or something, but no, she is in there. But like he's going, oh, horrid creature! Someone, someone uh, sewed its eyes and mouth and nose and everything shut. And it's like wasn't me. The thing and is, they, it was Gregory, it. which makes me weird. It's like, hang on, he's got a grandson, so he's fucked something. I know, like, and um, 
yeah, you wouldn't imagine him. Like we said, um, you know, there's a couple of points in the game where you have to give him porn. Yeah, you do. You have to you have to get porn. <laughs> Catherine's got a porn magazine. You have to give him porn. In a room, yeah. And he's like, oh, I'll confiscate that. It's like, yeah, you will, you dirty bastard. And he runs off to wank in the storeroom. Yeah. <laughs> it's terrible. But it's such is, a wild game. It's horrifying because like at the beginning, you kind of got that freedom to to peek into holes, to find out the weaknesses. But then eventually, yeah, it, peeking is so dangerous because everybody can, you can't stay there for that long a time because there is going to be someone after you. And yeah. the, the game works on a clock system. So every minute is an hour. And some, like, for example, they say Mama Dog, for example, is only available, passes out at certain times of the day. So you've got to get to either their room or the library at certain locations by that time of day. So you've got to try and dodge everybody else at that time. And it sounds, you know, it sounds easy enough, but it's not because the controls aren't great. You don't move a million miles an hour. And there are a lot of guests to go around. Like, you can't go around them in the corridors. It's one person per corridor. Like and they you, chase him, yeah. And they That's what I was saying you. with the map. When you get like the first map you get from Gregory, he gives you the map. On the map screen, you can see where everyone is. And the, yeah. the clever thing about this game is it's kind of it reminds me of Majora's Mask. You know, like where everything happens on a schedule. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get you. Yeah. It's really you clever because it's it's quite cool because like when you're on the bottom floor and you, you can see people them walking on the, the floor above you, which is like a separate screen. It's like it's quite well done. It's like clever are they manage to make it all work like there's all these different you know at the end there's like 12 15 different ais all just like yeah these different paths and stuff and they'll, great, they'll yeah it's cool and they'll interact with each other as well so if they're in a certain room yeah. you can go you can look in a hole like look outside the courtyard and see what they're talking about and it's like that's yeah. quite cool so you can learn a bit more about the characters and they might bitch about other characters and it's great yeah. you can there's a lot to look at this game if you want to go digging about like backstories and stuff it puts it in there and yeah. it's not a long game it's not but it's yeah. i'd say about five hours really i think five six yeah. hours um but it's i a mean good... if, if if you oh. weren't using a guide it probably longer <laughs> Yeah, if you're using the guy to be a lot longer because you'd have to investigate everyone and if you haven't got save states. Oh, yeah, the save... Yeah. I've meant to say the save, the save thing. There's a save that you can save, obviously, it's a PS2 game. And yeah. it's a it's a frog. Hmm. <laughs> so she's Met. like a frog yeah. with a crystal ball. But the best thing is she has her own room. But if you're getting chased by you someone... Can't go in there. You can't go in there because the frog says, I don't want anything to do with this. It's like, you bitch. I've, tr- I've, tried, I've tried that. Yeah, and... Um, Oh yeah, another thing on the characters. One thing that I really loved, like when you can go in the characters' rooms when they're not about, they have like stuff around the room that gives you more backstory. Like Catherine, she's got pictures. Of, there's another character that on the second night, I think, or the third night, the uh, Hell Chef. Yeah, uh, yeah, and then uh, them too. She fancies him, and they're like going on dates, and um, like she's got photographs of her, of him in her bedroom, which is sort of like a hint at that. And then yeah. later, you you can spy on them too having a date in the bar. And stuff it, like that. It's ace, isn't it? The amount of stuff. Yeah. So I think we should probably go through some of the characters because the characters are what the guests what make this game. They really do. So I know we yeah. mentioned about Catherine. Um, I'm trying to get. Hang on, I've got to get every wait, night here. Hang on. Wait, wait. Who else? Wait, wait. Right. So it goes Catherine, and then who's second? Do you know my name? <laughs> Judgment. <laughs> guy. I used to always think that that guy's got problems, some sort of mental problem. <laughs> So, Judgment Boy, <laughs> Judgment! I love him so much. So, That's what we're talking about, the voice acting. Like, the voice acting on him is so fucking funny. Fucking he just funny. runs around. It's, it's this, like, 
he's a, a robot who has like scales, like you know, like the you know scales where you weigh and stuff on on him, and he just floats around the hotel going. Do you know my name? Judgment. Oh, good old judgment. Timmy. Reminds you like Timmy from South Park. Yeah, it is like Timmy. It is like Timmy. That's probably the best way of saying it. So he is uh, a good guy. Well, he's not. He's he's no one. He basically is fine. He won't do anything to you. He's neutral. So you do is you play his little mini game and he's completely neutral. So he won't chase you. He's one of the ones that will, will not chase you. Um, then you've got that's, a, that's the first night, isn't it? You that's the so first you got Catherine, night. you knock her over it, with the banana, and then it ramp, yeah, get it with the banana. Then it ramps up. So the next guests are Mummy Papa and Mummy Dog, who are, yep. who are basically these two dogs with an axe in their head, yeah, and a sword, axe and a sword. Brilliant. You've got Cactus Gunman and Cactus Girl, and yeah. Cactus Gunman is like this cowardly Mexican stereotype. Who thinks he's yeah. hard, but he's not. And yeah, he's proper like that. That accent would not go down. <laughs> it would not go down very well now. And... It's like Hogs. Remember Hogs of War with Rick Mail. Oh fucking On yeah! A... It, it was like it's like that when he was doing the Chinese accent. He's like, oh, you must have learned. <laughs> yeah, that that won't go. He's doing loads well. of race, racist accents. So yeah, you can never go away with that now. You got lost and lost doll. So lost doll is where basically this little girl. Here's looking for her dolly. Essentially, she's the doll, but yeah. you know you can't play heads. that game. So heads, yeah. you have like, to figure uh... out how to get at them. Now I'm not going to go for every character because it'll be it'll be pointless. But because we'll yeah. be here all day. But they that were they were the first night. And again, you know, you think about it. There's more characters ramping up, so they're all fine until you get the souls. Lost doll. She's quick. Uh, she's yeah. a pain in the ass. And you know, she's one of those timed events. And so is Mama and Papa Doll. And like there's little unique little things like Cactus Gummy got knock on his door three times and he shits himself. And when yeah, he, and then he, him, yeah. he runs away. Um then the following night is Hell Chef, who is terrifying. Um yeah. Roulette Boy. <laughs> he's got drool on him. I was, he's a bit he's a bit spack as well. And is it is it Clockmaster? No, Clockmaster's the fourth uh, one, isn't it? Uh, TV Fish. Oh, TV Fish, yes. And TV Which Fish I hate. is, is the... I hate that. So it is as it sounds. It's a fish with a TV on its head. And it floats around. But the thing about... So some of these, like... I, I Some of these, I don't know how you would figure out some of the stuff without a guide. There's like... Like, even with the cactus guy, I guess there might be clues, but when I was a kid, I don't think we ever figured out the cactus guy. We figured out the doll because it's you, there's like a shop in there in the hotel that you have to like get certain items at, and you can buy the doll there and you give her the doll. Yeah, so there's a shop, um, which you have to basically because there's no money in this game, you have to trade items. So if you've got like five herbs, that might be worth one each, and the doll's worth five. So that's how Gregory does it because he owns the shop. And yeah. you basically change the items over. Um, so, yeah, you get the doll and you can give it to her. Um, and that one makes sense. But the, the one with, um, I guess I guess you would kind of figure it out because for the TV fish, you have to go down the basement and then you find a remote control. Yeah. And you've got to sort of figure out that you have to go to that shop and buy batteries. This is what I mean with the moon logic. Like, because it's a little bit weird. Like, And then, oh, you think, oh, I got these batteries. So I put these batteries in the, the controller and now I can shoot the, the TV fish. And I hated the TV fish because he like random, he's like a randomly generated character. Like his yeah. AI, he just goes throughout the hotel. And it's like, yeah. I, how did you, did you have trouble? Was it just me? 
I think it was just you. I was okay with this. I just because because the controls are a bit crap, so it's like when you miss, like, and he just runs off, and then I kept just kept missing, and he kept flying away. The only way I got him is you can make him spawn by hitting the jukebox in the bar, which was a secret I didn't know about. And he just comes out, and you can shoot him really easy. Do you know I'm what? assuming just... you learn that. I'm assuming you learn that by spying on people, but I just yeah, learn you... it in the guide. I just learned, and I've never knew this. So if um, on the because on the, the final night was um was clockmaster my son um and on, a- my son my son and angel devil dog the yeah. angel dog if angel dog catches you right they yeah, I never got caught by them no i never got caught by angel dog but if if does it the player gets hit with confusion which inverse in reverses the controls ah uh, right. yeah because they were the last one for me the uh, dog and they were the hardest one for me Fuck, imagine that. That would be a dick. The clock one was annoying. Yeah, but the uh, TV... Oh, yeah, and then Roulette Boy is quite interesting because he's like... It's, he like... Um, it, it reminds me of that... Remember that episode of Pokemon with, with Sabrina? Yeah. And she turns. It was like that where they turn them into the toys. He makes you play a board game and you have to win the... That board game was bullshit. Yeah, I think... Yeah, that was really annoying. I think that was just another way to try and make the game unique. But... Yeah, did you did you win first time? I, yeah, I, I, won, I won first time, but... So he just died. Gregory died for me, like because I didn't even know what the fuck was going. Like you, basically, it's like Mario Party, but like you've got a roulette wheel, and he's yeah. like, Ooh, he's like playing with my head, and I was like, you've got this little boy with a roulette wheel for a head, and he's like, come on, play with my head, and I was like, okay, yeah, and he's drooling as well. This and game he's drooling. is fucked up. For some like, reason, he has drool all down his face. When you look at his character. Model, oh yeah, Jaws. Yeah. yeah. Like, are they implying he's retarded? Well, he could be. He could. There could be. There could be something wrong with him. Unfortunately, roulette wheel replaced his brain. Yeah, there. There could be. Yeah, he's had a lobotomy. No, yeah. the word. Yeah, lobotomy. Yeah, lobotomy. But they like, some of the some of the character designs are so good. Like Hell Chef is just basically yeah. an angry chef with a candle on his head. Like, yeah, that one. That's enough. He is a candle. Yeah, he's a, a giant candle, isn't he? That's another one where I'm like, how would you figure that out without a guide? I, I guess if you follow them enough, you'd know. But you've got to drop seven random items into his cook, uh, into his broth while he's away. Yeah. And then you have to, he ha- you have to cha- make him chase you into a storeroom that yeah. has a draft in it. And the draft puts out his fire. And that, that's how you get his salt. But it's like, how the fuck would you figure that out? But I guess... <laughs> Well, no, because if you go outside, you go. I think you you go to the courtyard. You hear. I think it's Cactus oh, yeah, Girl. Man. She says that um, he's scared of the wind. Yeah, but why? How would you figure out that there's a draft in the storeroom? That's what uh, you hear the wind when you go in there. To be fair, but I don't know. That is quite a tough one. If you yeah. haven't got, a, got that's yeah, one we got stuck on as a kid. I think. Yeah, you've got to make that little little that little link, haven't you, in your head? But this this is the day of old PS2 games. You know, yeah, that's, a, yeah, I'm crap. I was always crap at those pointing click kind of games because my brain, my brain does not handle puzzles. I'm just like um, puzzle retarded. I can't do it. It's like Zelda. I love Zelda, but I suck at the puzzles so much. The the that doesn't work for you. It's just not not a thing. I like. I've got like a like an autist brain. <laughs> Where I just like I like order. I just like leveling things and like micromanagement, which is probably why I like Digimon World so much. Oh, don't do. Oh, we'll get onto that. Don't you fucking start me. Do, I'm, do, I'm still working on that video. It's going to be like 50 minutes. <laughs> fucking hell. 
But I got like uh, six games go anyway. Yeah, um, yeah. It want, essentially, like I said, the game ramps up as you, you go further in this game. And you keep going, you keep going. And then basically, yeah, once you get all the souls, it's a, it, you have to escape. That's it. Oh, wait, wait. We got, before, before we go to that, we have to talk about... So after you've... Once you get to the last night, that is when the game... Like before then, it is a little bit annoying, but it's not that bad. But when the last night comes in with the clock person and the... The clock person and the, the, the angel dog. Th- those were the worst bits of the game for me. Yeah, they were hard. Like the clock man, you have to... <laughs> it's so random, this one as well. Like You have to go steal a little boy... Like There's a little boy clock. and I could go wrong if I said it wrong. A little boy clock. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, they, uh, <laughs> and I felt really bad because they're both really nice. And it's like, you... And you have to rob the little boy's screwdriver, yeah. take it to the dad... Who gets angry because you've robbed his son? Which is like, I was like, I, it just makes me feel bad. It's like because he's really nice. He's like, "How are you doing, my friend?" And he's like, "You stole my son's screwdriver." And then he like chases you and teleports until he knocks himself out. And then his son comes and sees his dying father on the floor. And then you make him trade his soul for the screwdriver to help his dying father not die. Yeah, that's that's a fair <laughs> trade. This is a horrifying game. Like no one's a good guy. It's all great. I think it's. I think it's completely fine. I have no problem yeah. with that one. Yeah, but later we talk. Maybe we could talk about the ending, but not. Yeah, but like it might not even be real anyway. See, this is the. Yeah, this is the whole fucked up thing. Okay, so I, I've been debating this, and so what this whole thing is meant to imply at different stages of your mind, and there's there's you know kids can look at it how kids can look at it, but adults can look at it that basically this is a way that the character is meant to have escaped reality and gone to this hotel and created it in their mind as a way to escape life. And yes. that's why they have all these different conditions like anxiety, confusion and all that and being terrified because it's meant to represent your mind and all these, this, these characters are meant to represent your mind and that yes. basically you giving their souls back and escaping is a you way accepting that, you know, be get out. You know, you need to get back to life because Gregory in the final bit is like chasing you, and he's like, "There's no point going back outside. It's all there's nothing out for you. There's nothing there, and yeah. you should stay here. And you're basically trapped in this hotel, trapped in your own mind because you escape reality. Now, the idea is that you, you, you know, the character runs away, and it, it's identified. It's an adult. So, although yeah, because at the big at, at the beginning in the game, you have a child's body, but at the beginning, there's like a, a very clear man's voice, like a, a man's voice. He's like, Yeah, it's a man's voice. So it could be a girl as well, but you basically, <laughs> you the character basically leaves, basically says, like, Oh, I've got away from this, but I may return. He basically even says, This is a fabrication of my mind, and then I may yeah. return here one day, which I, you know, I can understand that because there's that whole thing of some people just do want to escape from reality. They don't want to face the consequences and the brutal, harsh reality that is life. But where I get fucked up and confused is that I understand all that. However, with the whole thing of you see Gregory's mum at Mama, who's after souls, I was like, now nah, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Because I'm like, is it is it real? Because if it wasn't a real house... And it was all part of your mind. There wouldn't be this subplot with the freaking mum. I've just actually, you know what? Just I know we just come back on, but I've just been doing some little bit of research because it's a second game, right? And apparently, the boy guest, the Gregory Horror Show, Lost Qual Qual Qualia. 
I don't know if it was is it a game. It's a mobile phone game, so we're not getting ah. it. Um, but apparently the boy guest comes back. Ah. So he does come back. And the um, girl guest come back as well. Um, yeah, basically. Oh, no, no, that's a whole new character. Um, yeah. yeah, so there's all... Yeah, apparently the boy character comes back and he actually stays in there. I was yeah. Um, what were you saying before we uh, the break? Yeah. So well, I was saying about oh, oh, yeah. how like before we start. Oh, yeah, I, bef- I do want to mention at some point the angel dog because it was fucking annoying. <laughs> Go on. So you'll be the whole. Oh, yeah, thing, talk, so, yeah. so the whole thing Sorry. with like this is like, is it a real thing? And yeah, now I've just found out that this the mobile phone game. The guy does go back. Um, yeah, but it, it, it's one of those. It's, a bit, it, it's that harsh reality. If you do, does do people do that? And maybe if you look at society, that those who have maybe just ran away from responsibilities, and even you want to go into your mental health. I know it's a bit darker way of looking at it, but it's a good way of, of comparing it. That you just can't take it. You just escape into your mind, and you know those people really need help. But again, they doesn't make any fucking sense because you've got this mama who is eating souls. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? Then you've got death. And what the fuck is that? So now I've lost all idea of what the fuck is going on. Yeah, because it's like, well, what I got from the ending was, and it's kind of depressing, but I think because in Japan, like then and now, there is that big culture. Like I've been watching this YouTube channel lately called, um, you ever heard of this channel called Tokyo Lens? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. It's this um, Canadian guy that's moved to Japan and he mm. like goes around and looks at you know Japanese stuff, but he has a series of videos where he looks at um, like tiny apartments, like the tiniest apartments you can get in Japan. And like all these young people were living in them and interviewing them and they've got like, they haven't even got like a proper bathroom and they can't put it. But a lot of people in Japan and in the big cities in Japan live like this. They just go to work, they come home to this tiny apartment, which is like, which is like nothing. And they're just miserable. And I get the feeling that this character is one of those what they call salary men, <laughs> like in Japan. Yeah. And and I think it's like the character is like maybe like there's no definites in this. Like no, it could be anything. Definitely not. What you think when you come into it initially, the game, you think, oh, maybe there's a guy like he's been in an accident, he's in limbo or something, and then this is his way of getting back or something. This is what I initially thought before I saw the ending because I never finished this game as a kid, so this was my first time. Yeah, seeing the ending, but like basically, when after you end, we'll go over the ending boss, boss air quotes and all that in a minute. But I guess we're just because we're talking about the ending now, so we're talking about it out of sequence. But at the end, like, uh, maybe we should save the Neko zombie stuff for when we actually go through the ending. But like, maybe, yeah, like after the ending, the guy's like, and uh, oh, I'll be going back there, yeah, because yeah, yeah, because he's like. What what I think the whole game is, I think it's just a metaphor for this sad, lonely guy who wants to kill himself. And I think the end is the admission that he wants to kill him, that he's going to kill himself. Yeah, it's Which so is- sad, like because he goes back to the hotel, and but they're all like, "Oh yeah, just come in here and have the sweet embrace." Like because there's a part where he's like, "I I enjoyed the fear, the warmth of the fear, because it like made him feel something." Yeah, it, it, he doesn't it, it, feel anything in his life because it's like obviously he's this guy who's just going to an office and going home, and he's got no friends and no. Which I can identify with. <laughs> you got so, me. Like, I'm your friend. Yeah, I know, I know. It hit me on a level, like you know, especially with what I've gone through lately. You know, <laughs> like um, you just, just feel, dark. Can, yeah, it can make you feel really lonely. But I think that's what the end is. I think it's him accepting the fact that nothing's going to change. He's going to kill himself. 
It's a it's a it's a weird one, isn't it? But then you can look- it, again the game. You look at it, you think, oh, this is gonna be a wacky fun time, spooky, oh, like Scooby Doo. But it's like yeah. the whole game is about a guy trying to not kill him, like try to fight reality and not like you know find the strength to go on. But at the end, he just can't take it. Yeah, like because- he escapes from the hotel, but then he just like and then he ends up back there. He ends up back there. Like I don't. I think he actually does stay there. I, I don't know. At the end of the game, he comes back. Yeah, he goes back, and then Gregory resurrects. You see his little skeleton face, like resurrects, and he's like, "Oh, welcome back!" And then yeah. he goes back in, and that's the end he of the game. You think he's in. got out? I'm just trying to see. Yeah, I think Quest Boy, Quest Boy. That's, that's so what, what you're called. That, yeah, is that your? Uh, so, what's your interpretation of the ending? So, I think it is that. I think it's. I think it's. It could be that, or it could be like the other thing. I think is like he's dying or something. Yeah, I think it's just one of them. I, I'd never thought about. Um, I've never thought about him dying, but I thought he, he's going to go back and struggle. Um, but yeah, I can, I can understand. I looking at the guests. This is for the whole anime as well. Like I'm just scanning this on Wikipedia, and I think like, it's like it, embodiments of his pigments of his mind, maybe. Yeah, well, I think I think definitely the characters are meant to represent and the the fragments of different people's different minds and you know different feelings and whether Catherine is like the sexual side, the hell chef is the rage. Um, you could think like you could think that's like maybe it's all people. It'd be amazing. If, obviously, they wouldn't have done this because they probably didn't think this deeply about it. But maybe like these are all people that he knows in his life, and he feels like everyone's out to get him, which is why he's getting chased. Yeah. There's, that's a yeah. that, that'll be an interesting way of doing it. Like I was looking at just looking at this now. Apparently, you know, we joked about how did Gregory get any? Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, in the anime, the second season, um, the second guest was female, and it's potentially alluded to that um, she actually potentially comes back, stays, and is a resident there as a, becomes an, becomes a mouse because in their game. There's a oh, photo God. of a mouse, a female mouse in a bikini, and it's potentially implied that is the second guest from the anime who's just basically stayed there and become a mouse. Yeah, that's kind of horrifying when you consider like Gregory is like Rick Mail in the the bottom movie. Yeah, the guest house parody, <laughs> Mr. Twait. Uh, if for people that don't know what we're talking about, it's a, a TV show in England that had a movie. Was it Bottom? Bottom. Oh, good yeah, they old. had guest house parody, so the, it was like that. Mr. Twat. It's been out twat. It's a twat. It's such, you know what? This game is so weird. But uh, you can look into that because that's, yes, it sounds like we're going all depressing, but that's yeah. like the thing that will just fuck with your head. But then the mm. game itself will fuck with your head because you're shitting yourself the most of the time and you haven't really got space to breathe. Yeah. It's, it's the thing is, it's such a good game. It really like now we're sitting here ruminating on it. It's making me even more positive on it. Yeah, it's just you know, it's such it, a hidden jet. It's so weird, and no one ever talks about it. I feel like no. I'm the only person that's ever. I've evangelized for this game for ages, and I got loads of people to play it, and everyone ends up really enjoying it. I think if, if the so controls weird. were a bit better, say if I had like mm. analog, if I had like analog movements, there is. Is there? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, you could, yeah. You might have had it turned off because there's two control modes. There's one where it controls like on a musha, and there's one where it's 3D full analog control. Oh, I tried that, and maybe because I wasn't. Mine using... Oh yeah, mine worked. I, I actually felt the uh, the camera control was what put me off. Yeah, the camera's not like, the best. Yeah. The camera yeah, ain't the best. 
It's not. I guess, yeah. It's not so much Resident Evil, like it's still still things, but you can turn the camera around, but it ain't good. That's one. And when you're getting, yeah, when you're getting chased, sometimes you'll get caught and stuff, and that's how you get caught. Yeah. But it, but it makes it more fucking nerve wracking because you're trying to fight with the camera and the person who's chasing you. Yeah, you are. You are having to fight with the camera sometimes. That's yeah. Think, yeah that's yeah. a bit of a negative for unfortunately. The, the thing with this game is, it's like on the surface, it looks so um, simple. But you just, you know, scratch down a little bit and there's so much going on, which is indicative of what, like, like really good games, where it's just like, it looks simple, it seems simple, but it, there's so much going on. There's so many systems as well, like the AI thing, the, the intricate detail of all the rooms and stuff. Like, you could probably go through the rooms and find different, like the thing I found out with the chef. Wouldn't have found yeah. that if I didn't go looking around the rooms. Like, oh, what's that? Oh, it's a picture of uh, the chef guy. And then you see him later on, on the date. It, and it's great. You, and you could miss all that. If you don't go looking for it, you can miss all oh, yeah. of it. Hundred percent. Yeah, it's great. It's it's a crazy game. But the um. Oh yeah. Should we talk? Well, we've talked about the ending. I think I think we've come to a consensus. Correct. It's probably in. Yeah, I'd say it's probably in his head. Or maybe. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, it's in his head. I think it's in. His I, head. I feel like it's like his depressed thing of trying to deal with his depression and. But the, but yeah, the sad bit is that it sounds like he goes back into back into his. Yeah, kills him. It does honestly sound like the ending, like he's killed himself. I think, like, I think he has. I think he. I think he does. Sadly, I think he later on does. I forgot to mention that um, I wrote down one of the first things I wrote down is um, I'll, I'll uh, be angry with myself if I don't mention this. Uh, it's Hotel California, but anime. <laughs> You'll never leave. <laughs> Do you know what I? I think that's quite good. I like that one. That's brilliant. Good way to sum the game up. But yeah, but maybe we should talk about the end sequence, right? The, because like, but the hardest soul for me to catch was that fucking angel dog at the end. Because Why was angel it, dog this, so hard? Angel dog was easy. No, I think, when did you, did you do it last or did you do it first? Um, I think I did it last. I did a lot. I, the reason I had found, oh, and I got a glitch, but I had trouble because you're trying, you have to, Basically, the the, uh, the angel dog wants to watch a footy match, yeah. like a proper footy match, at like six p.m. And you figure this out, like it wants to go to this room and watch a football match, but Gregory always comes in and bothers it. So you have to distract Gregory with a porn magazine so that it can yeah. watch the game. And then when it watches the game, uh, that's when you can nick its soul. But I but I had it where there's three of the most annoying characters all patrolling in a circle around the area you need to get to to give the book to Gregory. And I kept mistiming it and then getting caught, and then I couldn't stop him from going in the room. Oh, I, and I, had to... I managed to get in there without Gregory being there. Oh right, because maybe you got a glitch. Because I think there's a glitch on the emulation. Because mine, it kept breaking when I kept, went into that room as well. Ah uh, right, it, okay. I had it where the angel dog was invisible when I did it for some reason. <laughs> for some reason, but yeah, I had it with, basically when you're trying to get Gregory, you've got like a ten minute. Maybe I don't know what happened to yours, but you have a ten minute window between where he walks to the room and you have to stop him. I guess you. Oh yeah, I guess you don't need to do that because I guess you could just do it because bef- before he gets there, I guess. But yeah, I managed, I managed to get there. Just it worked. I got told. Running. Yeah, but um, but basically, like, because I thought you had to distract Gregory to stop him from get. I guess it just gives you more time. So it probably made it hard for myself. But basically, if I was, if you did it the way I did it, he's talking to the hell chef, so you can't just go talk to him with it because you'll get chased by the hell chef. And then also, Catherine and the Papa Dog are rotating in a circle around the area you need to. So I had to time it in the middle of them two to get to Gregory without them seeing me, then get to that room without them seeing And it was ridiculous. 
it's a nightmare sometimes, isn't it? I had to plan it all out and it's like at a specific time and, and trying to wait for time in this game is annoying because your health constantly goes down. And if you just read books over and over again, you're, uh, you start getting, uh, they just put status effects on you if you read too many in a row. Oh, I never realized that if you read too many books. If you books. read too, too many books in a row, you get like blindness or you get headaches and you get tiredness, which means like it makes a screen shake and stuff. But yeah, that's the one I had the most trouble with. And then, but we have to, before we fit, we have to talk about The Last Soul. The Last Soul is the best. Right, go on. Because it's it's basically The Last Soul is Judgment again. Our oh, favorite yeah. character. Oh, yeah. Go but on, this time, boy. There's, there's four of them. Okay. Four times the fun. And he his song is slightly different because he goes, do you know my name? And he goes, judge a man. He has like a little, because he's the more powerful one. He has a little extra note. He's like, judge a man. Does it the slightly more, different? The more powerful Judgment Boy, Judgment Boys. Got a better singing voice. Fucking hell. But anyway, so basically, after you get that last soul, it like you actually get like because there's no bosses, there's no boss fights in this game, but like the end is basically a big boss fight with um Gregory's mum, who you've seen throughout the game. You see yeah. her like also one thing about her is she has a lipstick print on her cheek. Who the fuck's been kissing her? Probably a well, that's a good point. It could be the second guest, maybe. Maybe. Oh, maybe yeah, a bit lesbian mouse. The furries will, will love this game, is what we're saying, yeah? Well, you never know. You love, we all know you love furries. Star, don't start. Do me not... and R9. When we get me and R9 on the same time, we're going to bully you about it being furry. We've already got it planned out. Fucking hell, don't start. You should see his face right now. I've never seen him so serious. But yeah, basically, after you get the last soul, you you get... Oh, yeah, we have to go... Yeah, I know, he's swearing me. You have to get the... We have to go over the ending, the, before the ending. We've already talked about the ending, but there's like stuff that happens before the ending, which is really fun. Like, what was it? You go, to, like, you go to Neko Zombie, and the the death helps you leave. Yeah. And like the, the the way out is the front door, and you yeah. go talk to Neko Zombie. And God, I feel so sorry for that poor cat. I know I do. It's just so lovable, bless it. Like, I think it's the voice that it's got a really cool voice. Like, it's just like emo cat. Yeah. He, well, I mean, to be fair cat. to it, it's. It's got all its orifices sewed up, so you can't really. It's just horrifying. I wonder. Yeah, and it's chained to a little ball and check. But it's like also the thing with Neko Cat, like it's got little bits where it's ripped over the ears. So like it's ripped bits of its sewn. Or, oh god. Yeah, but Neko Cat tells you, oh, you go leave, and then you go, you try to leave, and then you get knocked out by the mama. And then Mama's you like not wake up. Any shit. You wake up in a room. And this is another thing that kind of connects the ending because. Neko Zombie's in there, tells you to keep going to get out. Yeah. And it's like, is, yeah, because Neko Zombie's not actually there, though. So it's like, is Neko Zombie like part of you? Well, Neko Zombie, yeah, like you're, I don't know. Yeah, it, it reminds me, you ever watch Red Dwarf as a kid? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It reminds me, there's an episode of Red Dwarf for people that don't know. It's like a sci English sci fi show because I know there's people, you know, not all English people listen to. And it's like a comedy sci fi show. And there's one episode where one of the characters has figments of his imagination become real because of an illness so he's got his confidence and his paranoia and they're but they're like manifest. there's one where he's got like confidence and paranoia and they're both manifest and he's got like you know like this brooklyn like the deaf character he's like hey you're the best champion you got the other one he's like no you're worthless and i kind of feel like maybe gregory is like his paranoia and then neko cat is like his confidence that's a good way of looking at it because neko cat is always trying to now I'm thinking about it, it actually kind of makes sense because Neko Cat's always trying to make you, it's it's be like beaten. The get you know, out, like be positive. Yeah, his confidence is beat. You know, 
what metaphorically sewn up and beaten, tied down. And then it, at the end, it gets to escape. So maybe that could be it. And Gregory's like the trying to keep him there and keep him down. Yeah, but that makes maybe. sense. It actually does make, well, you know, we're just ball, ball, bullshit, but that does kind of make sense. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, um, so basically, yeah, you try to leave. They knock you out. You already come in the room. Necrocat's like, oh, go. And then you go into some other room and you have to fight. You have to do a boss fight. And it's, it's pretty simple, isn't it? Pretty easy. Yeah, it, it's you, you not... just got to make them knock the door. They, they literally give you so many items you cannot fail. Yeah, it's because it's, it's not about that. It's not about, there's no, there's no boss fight throughout the whole thing. It's just about yeah. just finishing the story, isn't it? Yeah, they basically fight the mum and then she you have to make her blow up the door. And then as you're leaving, like you said earlier, Gregory, you're, you're walking to the light. Yeah. So again, maybe another metaphor. And like I said, you've got Gregory there going, no, don't leave. And then you get out and Death's like, oh, we'll help you out. And then you're like, no, I've got to go back. Got a free go knuckle zombie. Free knuckle zombie, the, the poor cat. And then they say, oh, I don't want to. <laughs> and then you give her your little... um. Your handkerchief. Yeah. Memory. And then yeah, and then you leave without them because they won't come. And then they go and um, they take a candle and set fire to Yeah, the Necro whole... Zombie burns the whole so place good. down. And then she burns as well, bless her. Oh, yeah, yeah. forgot. Yeah, she burns as well, but maybe... It's horrifying. You see all the characters, like, burn to death. But again, At maybe that's it. That's the whole thing. It's like you've burnt it, you've moved on. Yeah, maybe it's... Yeah, but then... I wish they just had an end where he gets out and that's it and like he's moved past it. But I hate the fact that they're like, oh no, he's, he's back there. <laughs> yeah, I've ruined it for you, haven't I? Damn 2018 mobile phone game. He goes yeah. back. No, no, he goes back in it in the actual game. I mean, that's what he says. Oh, I'm back here. Oh, he doesn't actually go back in it. He no, says, he, he I'll says probably I end get, up here. I'll probably end up back here again, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But to me, that says, oh, he's going to lapse again. And just yeah, he's going to lapse there. The sad yeah. thing is, yeah. That's the sad thing about the game. Yeah. That's, yeah. I love that ending though with Neko zombie burning them all. What a depressing way to end this episode. Yeah. It's good. So, it's thought provoking. <laughs> it is. But so, okay then, while we wrap this up, if you if you could score it out of a 10, what would you be giving it? Hmm. This is so fast and it's just charming. I'd probably give it an eight. Do you know what? I'll give it an eight just because it's a very different game. And out of all the ones we've done for horror month, actually, no, no, Resident Evil 1 is the one that makes me oh, scare yeah. the most. This is the one that makes me think the most. So Resident Evil 1 makes me shit myself the most. Resident yeah. Evil, this game makes me think the most. It's Yeah, it's really, it really is a thought-provoking game. It's like, it's, a, it's a, like, you know, you get this debate sometimes in, in, in our realm about video games and they say oh video games aren't art this kind of game is what it makes is. you think video games are like movies because it can have so many meanings when you sit and think about it like it, it could mean anything yeah it's like that game like journey you know you don't know what it means you've got to figure it out and then it's like it's there if you want it the subtext yeah. the extra stuff is there if you it's want it all there if you want to go looking for it you can go looking for it it's, it's such a it's such a cool game and I, I feel like more people need to play it i mean we kind of ruined it but I feel like you, you need to play it to properly experience what it's like. Yeah, experience the oh shit, they're coming. And I'm, I've always wanted to do a video on this. So when the new channel comes, there will be a video. There <laughs> my will first be a ever video. Halloween video next and year, I, I think. And I look forward to it when it comes out. But my friend, for now, get out of my hotel. And because our next game we do, whenever that may be, I am not going to be your friend. I'll be back. You will. All right. Like see the you character. Later. <laughs> get out. See you later.
And that was the Gregory Horror Show. Thank you very much all for listening. Thank you very much for Jake being on the show. Love it as always. And I'll see everyone next week. And you all take care of yourself. Until then, I've been Danny. Bye-bye. <laughs>